Welcome in, everyone. Happy Football Friday. Yes. Presented by Angels Alive. Um, getting down to it. We got eight mm-hmm. teams left. <laughs> yeah. So, um, got one game to recap from Monday, some news, and then we'll get into lengthy discussions on each of the games. So. Mm-hmm. So this game on Monday, man, this was just, I don't know. It was kind of out of nowhere. It was just like, boom. Rams, 34-11, to 11, the last wild card game of the weekend. Um, yeah. I mean, the Rams just hit them, hit them early, hit them hard. And Kyler Murray looked like a deer in the headlights. <laughs> yeah. Um. I can't remember the outcomes of the two games during the regular season. Split. Uh, I, but I'm saying I don't remember the scores, so I don't think either one of them was this bad, though. It was very close. Uh, the, uh, the first one, the Cardinals, I think, beat them pretty good, but not as bad as this. Mm. The second one was a close one. Yeah, so this one I wasn't expecting, like you said, not this big of a beatdown. Obviously, we all picked the Rams to win this game. Um, but, yeah, I'm trying to figure out why it was this bad. I don't even think DeAndre Hopkins would have really made that big of a difference. Yeah, it, it was well documented. Um, the records of having him this season and not having him. They were terrible without him. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I just think it was an inexperienced team, really. Um, I mean, they they faltered down the stretch last year, too, and missed the playoffs. And now they had a terrible end of the season as well this year. Um, And... Yeah, I, I heard a lot of people comparing them to, was it last year's Steelers team that was 11-0 or something a couple years ago? Yeah, last year. Yeah, and they just completely fell apart towards the end of the season. That's yeah, and, I've heard a lot of people comparing them to the, that team. Yeah, and got destroyed by the Browns in the playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, it, again, I think it was just inexperience. There were very few people on the Cardinals roster and coaching staff that had been in playoff games. You know, J.J. Watt was one of them. Um, I'm trying to think who else, really. A.J. Green with the Bengals. Um, Yeah, but both of those guys, they have playoff experience, but not much because neither one of their teams really won that much, especially in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, but still, you know, they know how it is. They know Mm -hmm. what it takes to, to... be there and I mean JJ Watt won they won a few of them in Houston a couple of them anyways so uh um, yeah, speaking of playoff inexperience though Stafford is one of the most inexperienced quarterbacks left in this competition and I mean he had a pretty decent game yeah he finally got the monkey off his back 0-3 in the postseason until this game and luckily for him he I thought Sean McVay did a great job on offense calling the plays. They stuck to the running game. Cam Akers had a phenomenal night in his second game back, uh, which I called. I told everyone, I was like, I had, you know, I hit that parlay on this game, um, eight leg parlay, and uh, Cam Akers over 29.5 rushing yards was a part, or 27.5 rushing yards. And I was like, I know he's going to factor in. And unfortunately, he didn't score for my live bet that I made. But um, it was nice nice to see that yeah. hit there. So, Yeah. I mean, my, my big parlay hit, too, in this one. I was very happy uh, with uh, Connor and Cup both scoring. Yeah, I was getting bleak there for, for, for Connor. Yeah, I mean, he only had five touches in the entire game, so yeah. considering one of them was a, a touchdown is, like, thank you. 
But well, I, Cup almost didn't get a touchdown either. He almost dropped that touchdown pass. So yeah. Well, I was just mad. You know, I I was like, bro, really? Like Matthew Stafford's gonna sneak the dang ball? You can't run it. Like I had I had another parlay that didn't hit, but that one had Sony Michelle anytime touchdown. And I was mm-hmm. like, bro, like. Whether it's Michelle or Akers, like give it to one of them. <laughs> Don't get Stafford. No one has Stafford rushing touchdown in their parlay. <laughs> like, nope. Uh, so it's funny though. I was thinking about taking a preset parlay of um, Kyler Murray forty plus rushing yards, Matthew Stafford ten plus rushing yards, and I was talking to a couple of my um, betting gurus on Twitter and. Uh, the one guy was going through Stafford's games this season, and he only had over 10 rushing yards like three times, I think, this year. Mm-hmm. And he, he gets 22 yards. He outgained Murray by 16 yards in this game. Murray only had six rushing yards. So, um, But, yeah, I was also mad. I, I live bet safety when the uh, Rams got him pinned mm-hmm. at the one. And, of course, uh, Troy Reader, bro, tackle him. Uh, I don't understand. I don't know what Troy Reader was doing. He, like, put an arm around him, and then he pushed him. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? (laughs) And then, of course, the Rams get a freaking defensive touchdown off that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was – I mean, that play alone showed the inexperience of Murray. Mm. Because in that situation, instead of just chucking it up, take the safety. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we'll have to see, you know, this weekend. Um, oh, I forgot to put on Odell's stats, uh, one of one for 40 yards. He threw a 40-yard bomb to Cam Akers down the mm-hmm. sideline, which was a nice play there. And uh, defensively, I want to go with David Long, but I'm going to go with Vaughn Miller because mm-hmm. he had a phenomenal game, six tackles, all of them solos. A sack, three tackles floss, and a QB hit. Mm-hmm. He's finally paying off that second and third round picks that they sent. And the, the most important time. Yeah. That, now, this is what they traded for him for, his Super Bowl caliber play right here. Yeah. And even at the end of the season, he started to heat up in the Seahawks game mm-hmm. and the Niners game. Um, Rams covered minus three. The stupid under 49 hit. I was so mad, dude. I was like, bro, the Cardinals The Cardinals had two chances at the end to go down mm-hmm. and get points. Ugh. And then I was like, well, if the Cardinals are going to kick a field goal, you know. Or, and then I was mad because the Rams punted the ball when they were in field goal range on their last drive. And I was like, bro, like – we get the, we we kick the field goal here, Rams, and then you kick the ball off, and the Cardinals go down mm-hmm. score a touchdown. We got it. Of course they didn't. They punted the ball. Um. All right. So NCAA news got a couple things here. Hawaii is looking for a new head coach. Todd Graham resigned amid a bunch of. Uh, speculation the players were very unhappy with how he was treating them um i forget there were some other things said that i read in a little article but i can't remember but yeah hawaii um i might you know try to apply for that one maybe Uh, and I mean, also, I don't think it. I don't think it's a bad job, though. I, I think that there's a lot to be desired with that job. Yeah, I mean, I think there was also a thing that he said about that the athletic department isn't, you know, putting enough money into the program or whatever. And then there was a question of whether Hawaii could afford to let him go um, Mm -hmm. because of severance pay, but they issued a statement that said they owe nothing to him. So 
But yeah, it's definitely one of those places where it's like you have to ingrain yourself into the culture, the Hawaiian culture and everything. So um other two things, Georgia news here. It's kind of like Super Bowl, man, you know. Whenever a team wins the Super Bowl, you know, teams go and vault all their free agents. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same thing, except transfer portal, you have an option of transferring and whatnot. So, two guys, two more guys, I should say. There were a couple guys already that transferred from Georgia. But two more guys entered the portal. Um, expected, one expected, one not. The expected one, quarterback JT Daniels, he is on the move. Uh, he has one more season, I believe, of eligibility. So he is on the move as a grad transfer. And then, at least this, to me, was unexpected. Wide receiver Jermaine Burton also entering the transfer portal. Had a big game um, in the Orange Bowl, I believe. And then, uh, obviously, won the national championship with the Dogs. Mm-hmm. And then... Interesting news as well with Georgia quarterback Stetson Bennett. He is returning for his final year of eligibility. Again, I, I'm i waiting. Uh, we got to wait a long time to see. Not really that long. You know, we'll have spring football here. Spring games coming up in a couple months. But uh, we'll have to see how how they work it. If they're going to keep Stetson as a starter. I, I, I mean, I think there would be a riot now in Athens if mm-hmm. if he wasn't the starter. So I mean clearly Daniels thought that he was uh gonna be the starter, so Yeah, yeah. And I think I don't know. It JT's an interesting uh, a weird situation because um a lot of the quarterback spots have been filled mm-hmm. with the transfers. So I don't even know what's open and what's not. I mean, some guys do go some places where there's an open competition, even if another quarterback already transferred there. We saw that um, last year where um, for Tennessee, Joe Milton and Hendon Hooker both transferred in. Mm -hmm. And uh, Milton started. Hooker took over at the end. So. Okay. um, NFL news. Big news. Some firings here. Starting off with the biggest one, the Raiders. There were rumors about this when we talked about it on Monday. Mike Mayock officially out in Vegas. Uh, They are now searching for a GM as well as a head coach. Um, not sure what the future is for Mayock now, if he's going to go back into broadcasting or not. I don't know. I still don't really understand the move because the Raiders, I mean, despite everything, they still made the playoffs. They still had a winning record. So I don't know. I don't really like the move, but. Yeah, I I would have liked, I would have liked to see him with, with a different coach, and because I don't, I don't think he had the power that most GMs have. Um, mm-hmm. I think John Gruden influenced a lot of the personnel decisions. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I it was just the biggest issue was the last couple of drafts. You know, high picks not panning out. You know, we had Damon Arnett, Henry Ruggs, both off the team. Alex Leatherwood, who people thought was going to be available in the second and possibly third rounds going in the first round. And now he's not even a tackle anymore. He's a guard. And he's still Mm -hmm. struggling at guard, too. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that was the biggest issue. Um, Seahawks. All they are looking for a new defensive coordinator firing uh Ken Norton Jr. with Pete Carroll for many a season and now uh finally looking for another new DC. 
I don't know, though. I thought the, the Seahawks' defense played pretty well late in the season. Um, yeah, they definitely performed better than most expected, but they still weren't one of the best, though. Like, I mean, I guess it's kind of unfair to compare them to what they used to be, but they were nowhere near the Legion of Boom that they used to be. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think that's another one that I don't think John Schneider has hit on many defensive mm. Mm-hmm. Takes anyways. Uh, obviously, he hit on DK, and he hit on Chris Carson. Um, as eh, I don't know if you could really say he hit on Chris Carson. Carson's hurt all the time. Well, he's hurt, but he's produced when he's in there. Mm-hmm. Um, looks like he's finally gotten Rashad Penny to be productive. Um <laughs> But, yeah, I, I can't think of many defensive players that he's drafted. Uh, you know, Shaq Griffin's gone. He's in Jacksonville. Uh, Jordan Brooks is one that has been uh, really good in his second year after being mm-hmm. a first-rounder in 2020. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, all right, head coach interviews, couple additions to some teams this week. The Bears, they are looking at uh, Bucks offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich and Saints defensive coordinator Dennis Allen. That's his first interview scheduled. Mm. Um, I like Dennis Allen. I, I don't like Byron Leftwich for Chicago. No. He, I don't know. I don't know if I, if any of the teams that are available, I'm not sure if one fits right with Byron Leftwich well, right this year yet. I I saw one of the NFL accounts on Facebook made a post about, like, their predictions for the coaching positions, and they had Leftwich going to Jacksonville, which I didn't like at all. But Well, that would be a... A welcome addition for Jacksonville, mm-hmm. you know, former Jag himself. So mm-hmm. that was the good old days. MJD <laughs> had uh, was the wide receiver. Um, um, I'm blanking on his name too. Yeah, I'm but, thinking. I'm. I have an older wide receiver. In their first couple years, Jimmy Smith in my head. Mm-hmm. But, uh, mm-hmm. I can't think of the ones that Leftwich was playing with in the 2000s. Um, <clears throat> for the Vikings, they are interviewing Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Morris. He's finally on an interview list there. Dolphins, they added two more. Uh, 49ers offensive coordinator Mike McDaniel and Rams running backs slash assistant assistant head coach Thomas Brown as well. Uh, The Giants, they're looking at Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn and former Dolphins head coach Brian Flores. Uh, We'll get into... I'll talk a little bit about Flores in a second. More with the Giants, anyways. Um, But he's from Brooklyn, Flores is, so that would be a homecoming for him. Um, And then the Texans... For the second straight year, they are interviewing former quarterback Josh McCown for their head coaching position. So I know Peter Schrager has been talking about this a little bit, uh, and we haven't seen it yet in the NFL, but the NBA has done it a couple times uh, where it's former player right to a head coaching job. Um with no former coaching experience. See, I feel like McCown may eventually be a good head coach, but I don't see him being a a good head coach right now. I definitely think he should take the route that he's kind of been taking with like the pseudo quarterbacks coach kind of role right now, possibly become an official quarterbacks coach or even like assistant offensive coordinator or something like make up a role for him. I don't know. But I don't think a head coach right now would be a good job for him. Yeah, I know he coaches high school uh, right now, I believe, in Texas where he's living. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, I think it'd be cool to see, just to mm-hmm. see how it works. I mean, and the Texans are so bad anyways, why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, I found uh, I found the post that I was talking about here. Um, so yeah, Leftwich to Jacksonville, Doug Peterson to the Vikings, mm-hmm. Brian Dable to Chicago, Eric Bieniemy to the Dolphins, uh, Jonathan Gannon to Tech, to Houston, Dan Quinn to Denver, Brian Flores to the Giants, and Jim Harbaugh coming back to the NFL to go to the Raiders. A couple of them, I think, are okay. Jonathan. Yeah, some of them were a little out there, but others, yeah. I mean, you just mentioned Flores with the Giants. Yeah. I think that's a great fit there. And Jonathan Gannon to the Texans, I think, would be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I know Dan Quinn's the favorite in Denver, but I just... Eric Bieniemy, I think, would be perfect. Went to Colorado. He's from Colorado. That'd be kind of interesting, too, to see him go to a division rival. Yeah. Um, all right. For the Seahawks defensive coordinator position, they are they interviewed uh, Cowboys defensive pass game coordinator and secondary coach Joe Witt Jr., um, which is interesting in its own right because if Dan Quinn would get a job, Joe Witt would be the guy that would be the in-house candidate to replace Dan Quinn as defensive coordinator. So not sure how that's going to pan out, but we'll have to see. Um, And then GM interviews, the Raiders, the only one I have a couple people added. A lot of the GM spots, they are – a lot of teams are getting into their second interviews and getting their couple finalists together. So it's moving toward we'll have – most of the GM spots filled probably within the next two weeks. Um, but the Raiders, they are looking at uh, Bears assistant director of player personnel, Champ Kelly, and then Bengals scout Trey Brown as well. And we did have the first GM position filled this off season. The Giants, they hired Bills assistant GM Joe Shane. Uh, as their new general manager in New York. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's a solid hire considering what team he's coming from, but I don't know how much he actually had to do with the current state of the Bills, though. Oh, I'm sure he had. I mean, he was assistant GM, so he was right there, right beside Brandon Bean uh, building that team together. Yeah. Um, it it puts it into play though that Brian Dable would be the guy you would think that that the the Giants would want to go get. Um, yeah. I do think they do need to go offense uh, to attempt to fix Daniel Jones. Uh, so I don't know. Well, if I were the new regime, I might try to hit the reset button. I wouldn't even bother trying to fix Daniel Jones. Yeah. I mean, I would too, but they got two top ten picks in a in a not very good quarterback class. Yeah. Maybe or, trade one of them for a pick next year. Or at least not top of the first round quarterback mm-hmm. heavy. Um, and then the Panthers, they finally have a new offensive coordinator. It is former Giants head coach Ben McAdoo. Um, really, really good as an offensive coordinator. He put up top ten offenses with the Packers and the Giants. Um, was the last Giants head coach to bring them to the playoffs in 2016. So, Yeah, I mean... The Giants thing I can give him credit for, but I don't know if I can really give him credit for the Packers' success. Because, I mean, we've obviously seen what Aaron Rodgers has done his entire career. Yeah, Even after him. So, I mean, I don't know. You can say that about anyone that any legendary quarterback has played for. 
you know. Josh McDaniels. Well, he had Tom Brady. Now exactly. look now look at the Patriots offense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I mean but, all, uh, all the offense coordinators that Peyton played for. Yeah. I mean well yeah, Adam Gase is one of them. <laughs> uh but yeah, I, I just – I mean, you're obviously a Panthers fan, so your opinion on this probably matters a little bit more than mine, but I didn't really like the hire. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know who I was expecting. Uh, out of the people that they interviewed, I didn't think that many of them were that great. Uh, I would have liked to see them try – I mean, I think that's why they went with Ben McAdoo. Um, they went with a older, more experienced guy versus mm-hmm. they, they didn't, you know, it didn't work out with Joe Brady, who's a younger guy, not much NFL experience. Um, but I would have liked to see probably go get Packers quarterbacks coach Luke Getze, um, and see what he could do. But they went with a former Packer instead and Ben McAdoo. So, mm-hmm. I th- it all hinges on the quarterback, like every conversation that I've had about the Panthers. So, <laughs> uh, All right. People getting activated off IR. Big names coming back this weekend. Biggest one, Titans running back Derrick Henry. He got activated off IR today. He's going to play mm-hmm. tomorrow and start. Uh, mm-hmm. Not sure what the expected load is for him. but I mean... Is he a hundred percent? Like, I haven't really heard anything about that. Obviously, he's good enough to play, but yeah, I don't know. I think that bye week really helped him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think he's as close to a hundred as he can get at this point. I mean, they've obviously been winning without him, but I think he's going to still get a significant amount of touches. Well, I hope he does. I have him in my NFL.com playoff fantasy playoff challenge. So, and I started him last week, so he got me zero last week and double points this week. So, uh, the only way the only way he doesn't get a lot of touches is if the Bengals go up big early and then they have to play catch up. True. He's shown in the last couple of years that he can receive the ball as well. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, just an update NCAA nugget here running back uh, Oregon running back Travis Dye is transferring to USC so, big get for, okay. Lin- for uh, Lincoln Riley mm-hmm. uh, also getting activated off IR Packers getting healthy here they activated pass rushers Zadarius Smith and Whitney Merciless and wide receiver Randall Cobb off of IR. So Aaron has his best friend back on the field um, for tomorrow night. <laughs> A big, big upgrade for them there. Yeah. I think that the pass rush thing is crazy. Um, Preston Smith, Zadarius Smith, Whitney Merciless, and Rashawn Gary. They'll have their top four guys out there. Mm-hmm. But against one of the best left tackles in the NFL in Trent Williams. So, I believe if he's playing. I know he he didn't play last week, I don't think. I don't remember. Uh, injuries for the playoffs here. Bengals, defensive end Trey Hendrickson. He cleared concussion protocol. He is good to go tomorrow. Um, same can be said with Niners, defensive end Nick Bosa. Also out of concussion protocol. Um, will play as well. What uh, whatever happened with Fred Warner? Is he good to go after that ankle injury that he? I have not heard anything. Uh, I have not seen any reports on Warner. Probably won't know until tomorrow. I would think. Game time decision, possibly. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure if I if I went on the Niners Twitter 
they probably have their injury report out, but yeah. I just did not take a look at it. Uh, the Chiefs linebacker Willie Gay Jr. He is going to play this week, um, and then guys that are out. So big ones for the Rams: left tackle Andrew Whitworth and safety Taylor Rapp both out this week. Taylor Rapp missing his second straight game there. Um, Eric Weddle again will play and uh, not sure who the left tackle will be for LA but that's going to be tough against Shaq Barrett JPP and uh, Joe Tryon Shoyinka there as well Uh, so Um, and then for the Bucks their opponent running back Ronald Jones and wide receiver Brashad Perriman they are both out this week Uh, the Bucks have until tomorrow to activate running back Leonard Fournette off of IR um, so he can play on Sunday. I'm hoping that he does. (laughs) I mean, Keyshawn Vaughn did look very good last week, um, and so did Gio Bernard, so let's see. Yeah, but Leonard Fournette is still Leonard Fournette, though. He is playoff Lenny. He's better than both of them. Playoff Lenny, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, his last six playoff games, if you look at the, his stats, are just ridiculous. Uh, and a couple transactional stuff here. The Packers, they waived former fifth-round pick uh, defensive lineman Kiki Kingsley. Uh, he was claimed off waivers by the Houston Texans. So, And all waiver claims... Uh, for teams not in the playoff, get deferred until after the Super Bowl. So the uh, Chiefs made a interesting move here. They signed former Raiders first round pick uh, corner Damon Arnett to a reserve futures contract there, so he will be on the squad for twenty twenty two OTAs, mini camp, and. If he makes it to training camp, <laughs> never know. Wouldn't that be something? You never know at those reserve futures contract how long a guys gonna make be on the team. So, yeah. Yes, Mark. Mark bought me my Georgia hat. Let's go. <laughs> they, they don't ship them. They're not available to ship. I don't understand. That's what, annoying. Yeah, like. They only you can only buy them in stores, uh, in the Georgia area, whatever. But anyways, that's the uh, rest of the NFL news here. I know uh, you missed this last Friday, Chris, so I left all the final standings on here for you. Uh, <laughs> final college standings. You steamrolled Mark and I, Chris. Um, to a 325-131 record. Um, And that is a... um, Give me a sec. <laughs> that is to the tune of 71.3%. Pretty solid. Yeah. That's a... Uh, that's like going... 12 and 5 this year. Any hey, I'll tell you. Yeah, cause I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, it's closer to 12 and 13 wins, so. Could have had a bye in the AFC playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. Mark finished second. I was very, very dead last. Uh, all right. NFL pick standings. Mark and I both four and one last week. Chris three and two. You're starting to slip a little, Chris. It's, That's all right. 
It's I'm eight. a college champion. That's, <laughs> so at least I'm one champion this year. I could be the bottom of the barrel for the NFL it's, this year. It's it's up to eight games now that you're back from me. I'm still one ahead of Mark. Um, you lost your only lone wolf last week, the Patriots, uh, over the Bills. And um, Mark's... I, Go ahead. That, that's, what I, that's what I get for betting on the Patriots. <laughs> I should have known better. And Mark split his lone wolves, thankfully for me. Um, he had the Niners, who beat the Cowboys, and he also had the Steelers, who lost to the Chiefs. So I am one up on Mark, and like I said, eight up on Chris. All right, yeah, there's no, I'm, I think I'm already solidified in last, so doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, there's only seven games left. <laughs> so I mean I can catch Mark but I can't can't uh can't get first. But you'd have to Sorry. go opposite of everything Mark does and that's not happening. As you know, y'all don't see each other's picks, so. Mhm. <laughs> All right, first game up on divisional weekend here, Bengals at the Titans. Titans getting 3 and a half. Mark is Lone Wolf and the Baby Bengals. I mean, this is probably the toughest game to pick, I think, for me. I don't think it is. <laughs> I, I just – because the Bengals have such a high-powered offense that if they can get out in front, I think it'll be tough for the Titans to come back from it. But on the flip side, the reason I picked the Titans is because of the return of Derrick Henry. I think – they're going to get up early. He's going to just steamroll and do what he does and run them to the AFC Championship. I agree. I I think I think the same. Um, <laughs> Derrick Henry's big reason why I'm picking the Titans, but also it's in Nashville. They are going to be rocking. Mm-hmm. They have not seen this type of late kind of playoff game I would think since the Super Bowl year um, yeah I can't remember the Titans being to the AFC championship game um, in recent memory so I don't remember the last time if ever they were the number one seed so yeah uh, the last time was the, I believe, 1985 uh, or something like that, Warren Moon and the Houston Oilers. So, yeah, they've never been the number one seed as the Titans. Um, but, yeah, the playoffs are running through Nashville. It's going to happen again next week because the Titans are winning this week. Um, so, yeah, this – that stadium down there is going to be rocking, like you said. Yeah, and I think that um, it's going to be tough. Uh, the, the The Titans are going to have to do ball possession like they have been with their Kenny in the past. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think their defense can necessarily hold up against Joe Burrow and the Bengals' passing attack. So it'll be close. But I I took the Titans minus three. Um, I like them minus three there. I could do See, minus three and a half too if you want. But I don't know. I I think that the Bengals will cover the three and a half. I think that they can get within a field goal. So I think that that, that minus three pushes. But yeah. Well, I mean that's fine. That's that's perfectly fine. A push is not a loss. So. Uh, All right. The over-under is 47 and a half here. And I don't know. It's tough. I I think it really depends on the pace of the game. Because it depends on how much the Titans actually run the ball and stuff. And, I, I mean, I think it can get above it. But I I'd probably go under. Wait, what is it? Forty seven? 
47 and a half, yeah. So, I mean, 27-24 would get over, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's 51. So, I mean, if that would – that I think that's what the score was going to be, something like that. So, that would be over for me. 4.30 on CBS. Tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow night, this is the game that I mm. think is the hardest – to pick there are a lot of people and not just because i'm in milwaukee but on twitter and social media in general there are a lot of people that do not believe a single shred that the niners have any sort of chance in this game it's going to be freezing there's it's going to be like two degrees um But I'm saying no. I'm saying this is the first time I've taken a side on this game all week. And I think the 49ers can go into Green Bay and beat them. They've done it before, and they're going to do it again. The Packers have an issue with the Niners in the playoffs. The Packers beat them in the regular season in San Francisco, but that was on a miracle throw from Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams and then set him up in field goal range. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we see the 49ers in the NFC Championship game because of all the stuff you just said. Like, the history with Rodgers versus the 49ers in the playoffs isn't that great. He's, I don't, has he ever beat them in the playoffs? I don't think so, right? No, I think he's. I think he's like zero and three or something like that. He's zero and two. Zero and two. Maybe zero and three. No, yeah, he he is zero and three. Yeah. So he hasn't beat them in the playoffs, but I don't know. It's just something about this Packers team feels different than past years for me. Like I obviously preseason picked them for my Super Bowl pick in the NFC. They proved me right so far, getting to the number one seed, and. uh, I just, I don't know. I just don't see anybody stopping Rodgers getting to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's part of it. Um, you know, I'm not, not a big Rodgers fan right now. Um, but also, I had this conversation with some other people um, this week, uh, and they were questioning how close to 100% is Jimmy Garoppolo with his thumb injury. And I said, I don't think it matters. If Garoppolo can't finish this game, I think that doesn't matter at all. Because what Kyle Shanahan can do with Trey Lance is look into history. Go back to Jim Harbaugh 49ers, 2014 playoffs, 2015 playoffs. They play the Packers twice, once in Green Bay and once in San Francisco. The f- game in San Francisco, Colin Kaepernick ran for 181 yards and two touchdowns. The mm-hmm. game in Green Bay, he ran for 98 yards and a touchdown. So I think that's exactly what they would have to do if Trey Lance comes into this game. They are not going to make him throw the ball uh, a bunch. They're going to lean on their running game, Elijah Mitchell and Debo Samuel, and add in Trey Lance to the running game. They might even do that um, just in a package itself like they mm-hmm. haven't done recently. Um, but, you know, when it gets cold, the, the ball gets slippery. So if Jimmy's hand grip or grip strength isn't uh, 100%, you know, we'll have to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Over-under here is 47. I took the under early in the week. Uh, it was 47 and a half that I got it at. So I like the under. Mm-hmm. Uh, 8.15 on Fox. And before we talk about the Sunday games, uh, a shocking update here from the Ravens. The Ravens and defensive coordinator Wink Martindale are parting ways. Um, 
has been the DC since 2012. Uh, or or no, he's been he's been the DC for the last four years, uh, but he's been with the team major contributions to the defense uh, since 2012. Now that I think is one of the better job openings in the entire league, right? Yeah, I don't know. The Ravens got a lot of work to do on the defensive side of the ball. Um, trying to rebuild that because especially their defensive line, they got to rebuild the D line again. Because Calais Campbell is a free agent, I believe. Um, Derek Wolf's thirty-two years old. All three of their front three are over thirty. So, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think it'll ever happen, but. I think it would be insane if they brought back Baltimore Ravens great Ray Lewis to do that job to be the DC there. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't think he's interested in coaching. No, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it'll ever happen. But he's. I think he's the type of person though that would be great for that because you see in him how he can motivate people, how he did all those years in it while he was playing. And he definitely made people around him better. So I think he would be a great candidate as a coach. But, yeah, like you said, it's all up to if he actually wants to or not. I think he's pretty cushy in the couple of media spots that he gets every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. All right, Sunday's games here. Starting off Rams at the Bucks. Yeah, dude, we got – a bunch of lone, we got one lone wolf per game here. Uh, you are lone wolfing the LA Rams in Tampa Bay against uh, seven-time Super Bowl champ Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would really not be surprised if I get this one wrong. But again, anytime you talk about Tom Brady and his like and the adversity against him. He seems to overcome it all the time. But there's a lot of signs pointing against them right now. Obviously, they already played earlier this year. I know it was early in the season, but the Rams still beat them. There's been a ton of uh, injuries and other turmoil with the Buccaneers right now. Uh, Obviously, losing Antonio Brown towards the end of the season there. And you mentioned their injury uh, concerns right now with Perriman and uh, Jones being out and uh, the question mark of Leonard Fournette, whether or not he plays. If he plays, I I do think my, my needle kind of shifts a little bit. But, yeah, I just, I don't know. This Rams team, obviously they are all in for this year. And I just... I think that they go to Green Bay next week. I I don't think the the Rams are going to get one step away from being the second straight team to go to a Super Bowl in their home stadium. Um, first off, Tom Brady's fifteen and two in his career in the divisional round. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> that is uh, the first hurdle that the Rams would have to clear. Uh, and second, I don't think it matters. You know, people were telling me about um, the worry of having the injuries to center Ryan Jensen and right tackle Tristan Wirfs as well. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it matters. Tom Brady knows. And again, I think the fact that the Rams beat the Bucks already this season that is even more in favor of Tom Brady. You don't beat Tom Brady twice in a season. That's that's unless you're the Saints. <laughs> but but you don't do that. I mean, so it, it's very tough and I I don't think I think Tom Brady can make everything else better for the offense no matter the injuries, no matter who is playing. Um, because 
That's fine. You're going to put Jalen Ramsey on Mike Evans all day. Okay, cool. We got Gronk, you know. We got Sierra, uh, the other wide receivers that I can't name yeah. right now. <laughs> uh, but they're going to do a lot of two tight end, three tight end sets like they have been doing to counteract the lack of talent at the wide receiver position. Uh, running out Cam Brayton, OJ Howard a lot to go with Gronk. So I think that's what they're going to do. And I don't think the Rams have the linebackers to cover the tight ends uh, for the Bucks. And on the flip side, like I said, I think the Andrew Whitworth injury is massive. Shaq Barrett should have a day on defense for the Bucks. And um, Stafford was cushy, was nice and comfortable at home last week. But now he's got to go down to Raymond James and not very sure he, he will be able to perform on the road in the playoffs. Um, I definitely think that this game – Probably will be the best of the weekend, though. Eh, I think the last one probably will be. Uh, this one's definitely gonna be good. I, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch Tom Brady. Um, I don't think I've ever said that in my life, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I am excited to watch Tom Brady and and uh, him win. So, Bucks favored by two and a half. Um, over-under is 48 for this game. And I want to say over. I really do. I th- I want to say there's going to be offensive fireworks. But I think the defenses are too good. Uh-huh. So, under. Mm-hmm. Under seven touchdowns. 3 p.m. on NBC. The last game of Divisional Weekend here, like I said, I think this is going to be the best one. Bills at the Chiefs, and Chris is Lone Wolfing the Chiefs. I know why. Um. <laughs> I mean, go I got a few ahead, reasons why. Love. But, but, I mean, yeah, I got to stay true to my preseason picket. Chiefs go to the Super Bowl, lose to the Packers. So, that's one of the reasons why, but I just – I, I, the Bills have yet to beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. They've had a couple chances now, and they just can't seem to do it. So, I until they prove to me that they can, I'm not going to pick pick them in this situation. This is the year for Buffalo. This is it right here. This is the year that the Buffalo Bills get back to the Super Bowl, and I've been saying it all season. Had some struggles, but uh, they're coming off a massive, massive game against the division rival. They're going to be up for this game. It's not going to be a letdown. And they have the best defense in the National Football League. So that will cause problems. They beat the Chiefs, I believe, in the regular season. Yes, they did. Um so I think they will go back to a little bit of that blueprint. Um, they're going to have to look at what the Chiefs did last week with Jarek McKinnon. Uh, I did hear that Clyde Edwards-Alaire is uh, questionable, and I think he's going to play. So that might limit the Jarek McKinnon factor. But, yeah, yeah I, just, I don't know if him playing is a good or bad thing for the Chiefs. I I just think this is it for Buffalo. They they they're gonna they have to you know David David beats Goliath every once in a while. So um, <laughs> this is it. Yeah. Um. No, but I. Even though I have the Chiefs going all the way to the Super Bowl, though, I kind of hope that the winner of the other AFC game gets to the Super Bowl, which I know probably won't happen. I think the winner of this game gets to the Super Bowl, but I would love to see one of the other two teams make it to the Super Bowl because those are the two teams that the Jets beat that are in the playoffs, so I would love to see the Super Bowl champion be a team that the Jets beat. Yep. Um... 
Love the Bills. Love the Bills. Uh, one and a half for the Chiefs here. Over under is the by far biggest of the weekend. Fifty four. So, eight touchdowns. No chance. It's. I think Sunday is going to be all about defense. Sunday is going to be all about defense. Like I said, the Bills have the best defense in the NFL. And Steve Spagnuolo has gotten the Chiefs defense playing very well right now, too. Mm-hmm. Not going to be enough to win uh, for Kansas City, but... We'll see. Dude, they're rolling all cylinders right now, the the Bills offense is. Devin Singletary's got the ground game rolling. rolling and uh, Dawson Knox is just scoring touchdowns like crazy. Hey, the Chiefs are just as hot. Yeah. I guess so. They've gone, what, like 10-1 and in the last 11 games? Who have they played? I mean, I don't know. I can't even think of what their schedule was off the top of my head. Well, the last game I remember them struggling is was Week 18. Playing the Broncos, who is a very good defensive team as well. And can run the ball. And can run the ball. They ran the ball very well with Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. I think that's a very big key Bills to this game, too. The if, the, if the Bills can run the ball with Singletary, then I think that, that they have a shot at winning this game. And Josh Allen. Josh Allen had 66 rushing yards last week. All right, uh, 6.30 on CBS. Best bets of the week. All right, so I went one and two last week. Both uh, Pennsylvania teams let me down. I did get the Bengals right, minus five and a half against the Raiders. But, yeah, Eagles plus eight and a half at the Bucks and Steelers plus 12 and a half at the Chiefs. Both went down in flames. I was debating on whether I wanted to put three out of the four games on here or just pick two. But I like all three of these. Uh, the Niners one I'm not as sure about. Five and a half is a weird spread. But, uh, yeah, Titans minus three and a half against the Bengals. Uh, Niners plus five and a half at the Packers. And Bucks minus two and a half against the Rams is my most confident bet this weekend. Wait, but you have the Niners winning the game. So wouldn't the five and a half not matter? It wouldn't, Yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying it's just the weird if they do lose the game, which is a f- possibility. Um, five and a half is is an awkward spread. It is. Okay, and like I said, because you weren't here last Friday, here are our final NFL lock standings. I won um, <laughs> because you and Mark went the same way. Uh, the last week of the season, and uh, I didn't, so. <laughs> Y'all right. lost by one. Uh, I think I went with, I don't even remember who I went with, week 18. I know y'all went with the Cardinals. <laughs> 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 who lost to the Seahawks? Mm-hmm. Um, I think my lock for week 18 was, oh yeah, Washington. I put Washington in there because they were only a seven-point spread. I don't know how they were only seven against the Giants, but it fit under our our 10-point limit, so. Mm -hmm. All right, and then uh, the final dog standings, Mark he he wins something, anyways. Um, <laughs> he he hasn't won the NFL standings, which he's a game back in. Obviously, you won the college standings. I won the lock standings. Uh, I'm in the lead in the NFL standings, and uh, so Mark Mark gets something, anyways. He he won the dog standings. I believe he's now a uh, two time back to back dogs champion. Um, I believe so. He knows how to pick the dogs. I'll I'll give him that. Yeah, so 23 and 15. Chris, luckily for you, you ended right at 500. Um, and I believe this is similar to how it ended last year, too. Um, I I was far below 500. <laughs> <laughs> I did go 2-0 and in, in the last week of the season, though. I got uh, I picked the Steelers 
So, um, got that one right anyways to get it a little bit more respectable. I think um, y'all went with the Bengals, and they lost, but they covered. Yeah. Because that was like a plus six, I think it was. And they lost by five to the Browns. Mm-hmm. Okay, next Friday, we'll be back. Conference Championship weekend. We will have four teams left in the running. Um, my Super Bowl prediction will still be alive. Chris's will not. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this is um, this is the 70th episode of Football Friday Show, and it is also a very, very special episode um, because today is my sister's birthday. So happy birthday, Heather! I'll, I'm gonna call happy her birthday. call her after this. So she's um, she's uh, 29. <laughs> one year closer to 30 I know I told her I told her she's uh, one year away from officially being old uh, <laughs> so uh, that is the show for today don't forget to follow us on all our social media at FAA Podcast on Instagram and Twitter Chris has got to get his Twitter his uh, Instagram game back up here yeah I know and, uh, I've been screenshotting during the show I'm going <laughs> to post all the standing and stuff after um, and also you can follow us here on YouTube, Facebook, uh, Spotify, Apple podcasts, iHeartRadio. Thank you, Chris. And we will see you back on Monday. See you Monday.